0: 6.30 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 6.30. Chad
1: 7, seven Buffalo and San Francisco. They're four and a half minutes into the second quarter earlier. Pittsburgh's unbeaten run ends. They fall to 11 and one. Washington gets a couple of field goals in the last three minutes to win it 23, 17. So Washington improves to five and seven on the season. A lot of, a uh, lot of interesting games yesterday. And of course, more heartbreak for the New York Jets. And they've got, they come. got it off. Here comes cars come. back. Now he comes up. Going to fire again. Left side. Going for rugs. Ruggs. Ruggs has got it. Touchdown. Jackpot, baby. Vegas touchdown. Vegas touchdown. Jackpot. Brett Musburger. Brett, uh, Brett Musburger, broadcasting legend, calling the Las Vegas Raiders games as they score on a late long bomb. To upend the New York Jets, Jets lose again. They have not won all year. They've fired defensive coordinator Greg Williams as a result of that play, sending a uh, seven-man blitz, the good old cover zero, when they just needed to kind of prevent, knock it down, and win the game and uh they lose again now it's not going to cost the jets much they're on pace to finish last in the league anyway but still an interesting decision to discuss that and other things i'm pleased to welcome back to the show currently the defensive coordinator with the u of a golden bears former head coach of three different cfl teams including the green and gold it is tom higgins tom thanks for coming on tonight how are you doing
0: excellent Uh, my pleasure being on and doing extremely well hopefully you and all your listeners are doing what they need to do to stay healthy
1: well we appreciate you checking in it's always uh it's always good to have you on the show tom because i know whenever i i I talk to you and we've talked about coaching and or officiating or just other football stuff and you always say something that makes me think and makes me think, okay, I've been looking at it from this way, and maybe Tom's suggesting I look at it from this other way. So let's dive into this play. How should we look at it? Like, did the Jets absolutely blow it, or was there any justification for bringing the heat there?
0: No, no. Okay, so if you're the head coach and it is the last play, you're standing next to your coordinator and just making sure that, hey, let's do the right thing. The, the right the right thing ninety eight percent of the time is you put everybody back, and what, you know he, you know he, he, what was he thinking I don't know I'd love to, to find out, but you know the the general rule of thumb is no, no, you put everybody back and then you usually you rush three now here you you would get criticized, you rush three, you know they're gonna block with. Uh, six and everybody gets double team. So he gets as long as he wants to stand back there to throw the football up. But it, it's still, it's, it's like an onside kick at the end of a football game. Your percentages are, are oh, it, almost it, it It's you no, it's ridiculously low. Your percentage chance of being successful and it, it's happened before. And, um, maybe he's relieved today. Maybe he knew that, uh, um, you know, he wasn't going to be, uh, coaching the jets next year. Um, but again, there's, there really is no reason not to necessarily go in a prevent defense, but the NFL being what it is, we have seen some hail Marys that have been successful and you just think, well, you know what? No, put the guys back. I, I you got to play the odds. Uh, i I give you an example that Um, I I make a call. And, you know, here's a a difficult call, so I'll I'll let you think about it. We finally get the ball on the one-yard line. And we're we're going to pound this sucker in. So we go to the right side. We don't get anything. So even if we got yardage, they still always move the football back in the CFL, so it's back on the one-yard line. Second down, we did the same thing. We're going to power it through. I think we went on the left side. And then, you know what I did? I put the field goal team in. And after we kicked our field goal, got our three points, the offensive linemen are coming off. We should have gone for it. I said, we did two times. Put it in. And we're going to take the points. And so, um, you know, your emotions get on, on you as you're going. Maybe you got the defensive coordinator. He got excited and he thought, you know what? I'm not going to give him any time to throw the football. And, yes, it's cover zero but play a really loose, loose zero. Don't let him get behind you. Um, So no, incorrect call by, by all accounts. I mean, it'd be very tough for a coach to defend what he he did by, by, by sending seven men, which is considered a blitz and cover zero means nobody gets any help. Everybody's just uh, man to man coverage. And so it should have been really, really, really loose coverage, but uh, it didn't happen. And, I guess you know there's a maybe there's a a blessing somewhere here because there's a pretty good quarterback that's coming out and uh, they're still in the hunt for you know the quarterback from Clemson and they're thinking he might be the savior. Um, but quarterback again is only as good as the team that he's surrounded by. So um, be careful what you wish for.
1: Well, I love how you explain that, and you, you were you were quite definite with what happened on that play. And I, I thanks for sharing the the goal line story from your days in the CFL as well. So let me ask you this, Tom, because I, I, I'm I'm fascinated by coaching decisions in football, play calling, and and sometimes you don't have a lot of time to make a decision. How much time? And I'm not just talking about yesterday's play. I'll, I'll talk in general. How much time does a head coach have to override a play call if he hears something going in that he just doesn't want, or will he, or will he already be on the headset to the OC or the DC saying, "I want this in this situation"? What happens in those few seconds when the play is getting sent in?
0: So, here, so here's what what happens with the head coach's headset. He has the ability to switch it to from offense to defense and so where the uh, offensive coach or a defensive coach does not have that ability to switch back and forth and so if something should be called and again there's so few seconds in which to make the play um it it would be difficult i would never overturn a call made by one of my coaches because the coaches were, were hired to make those calls but you know what? we do it in conjunction with one another. It's the head coach should have just been right next to the, the the defensive quarter and just say look i i here's where I want to make sure we're playing prevent and if all of a sudden you heard that it was a zero coverage you'd you'd be just cringing and saying, "You know what it, it would have been." Uh, uh, tough for me to ever over, override or make that uh, decision over top of a, uh, a coach that's making the calls. Where Now, here's, here's another thing that, that, that occurs. Most of these plays that were called are called and made during the course of the week's preparation. That's why they have all those sheets. They have down and distance. They have exactly what you want. I'd love to see his sheet that he has for the last play of the game and there should really only be one play there, prevent, because prevents a lot different than anything else that you play, because you have somebody who should be jumping. You should have defenders who are in front and who are behind because the ball could possibly get tapped, but you want them to be able to strip the football. Now, with some of the Hail Marys that you might have watched recently, you had way too many Defensive players all jumping for the ball. And we had one receiver that could outjump them all. And he it's like being slammed on top of them. And, and they, that's how they were describing it. That, you know, I just dunked the ball on top of you because I outjumped you all. have one and then if you had somebody who now he has to come down to the ground that's when you strip the football out so um it, it's it's made well in advance a the, the, the lot of times of right. the play quality
1: so okay so so just a hypothetical example so I'll, I'll use cfl we have the ball whatever we'll just say we're 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 coaching halifax <laughs> <laughs> they're not in the league yet it, it, so fair, exactly so we're third and four on the positive 45. We're in the other team's end. So we're in that range where it'd be a tough field goal and we can probably make four yards. I'm the head coach and, or you're the head coach and I'm the, I'm the offensive coordinator. So the head coach will make the, the decision to go for it. But me as the OC, I'll have my third and distance plays that I think are going to work, that we've scripted. You're, you're not going to tell me whether I'm going to run or pass. You're just going to tell me I'm going for it.
0: Oh, absolutely. But now, heres I'm going to give you one more step further. Before the drive starts, you're in three-down territory. We're going to keep on going. And so he knows how much he has to get. So on second down, he knows what call he needs to make because he knows he's going to have another play to go. But no, you don't make the calls. The head coach tells him, okay, you're going to have three downs to get 10 yards. So... Make your calls accordingly, and then you know what—you you just give confidence to your 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 offense or defensive or coordinator who are is going to be making the calls. He just gets a chance to relax. He has to know that the head coach has his back. And then, if it shouldn't be made, it was my responsibility. It was my call, and you know you take you take the blame, and then you know what. <laughs> um, cause again, I, I would not ever fire a coach during the football season. There have been extenuating circumstances where I actually had to do that, but it had nothing to do with his ability to coach or play call had everything to do with, uh, whether or not, uh, he could get the job done health wise, uh, rebellion wise. Um, th- there's a possibility he, that things weren't going very well. I mean, when you lose that many football games in a row, uh, I couldn't imagine what the environment was like. It it would have to be very difficult, but um, that's what you sign up for. And you're going to come across those situations. And, um, I mean, I, I had the opportunity to be the head coach of the Montreal Alouettes, and, you know, the first year there, a lot of times it's not your team yet. And we were one and seven, and they're calling for my head, and that would have been okay, you know. And I I take full responsibility, but then it, we turned it around and finished nine and nine and finished in second. But again, you know, credit and blame goes too much to the quarterback and to the head coach, and the quarterback should always give it away. So should the head coach. And so there is a lot of pressure, um, but I I think the pressure is now off the defensive former defensive coordinator of the New York Jets because. Um, it was just one of those seasons that you'd like to never have, but they happen.
1: So this is why football coaches get to work at five a m and are there until eleven at night because you you guys are planning out every possible what if that you can think of. What if we're third and seventeen from our own three? like what if what if they fake a punt from there? like you're you're trying to just plan and prepare for everything in all those minutes, eh?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, that's why you break down the opponent and then, then you put your plan together. But here's the <laughs> really unique thing is the other team's doing the same thing. So we broke down all your tendencies. We know what we think you're going to do on a second and long or whatever the case may be, but you're also changing your tendencies. And so you have to have a gut feeling. Now, the decision that I made to kick the field goal, is I didn't feel our offensive line was getting the push that we needed to make it go because the worst thing we could done is gone on third and um, one and get stuffed. That, that's a huge momentum swing. But it's also field position. So, I mean, I understand that, you know what, then your chances of scoring when you're on the uh, one-yard line and have to go uh, the, the whole length of the football field, the chances aren't very good, but it's a gut feeling. And so you make adjustments then at halftime, all the work that you did the whole week, you look at your sheet and you start crossing off a whole bunch of plays because they're just not going to work. And then you start circling the things that you, we feel that we're going to be able to be successful in. And then that's when you, you tell the the team uh, when the offensive players get together with the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator gets together with the defensive players. Then they're saying, here's what we're going to do. Here are the adjustments. You know, a lot of times uh, the joke is the only adjustment we need is to make it with your chin strap means tighten it on up. So it, it, you know, a lot of times it's a mindset but here are the things that we can do that was going to give us a chance to be successful because all the games are won in the fourth quarter and you know people again don't understand you know you can have a first quarter second quarter or third quarter be crappy but all you have to do is stay close enough and then you can still win a football game uh you know when it counts and that's in the fourth quarter and that's like a a a boxer, you know what, you're going to win in later rounds. And so you just have to make sure you're prepared. And that's why you have a half time to make some adjustments.
1: Tom, thanks for being so generous with your time. I just want to throw one more at you. And by the way, Buffalo just had a 14 play touchdown drive to go up seven on the 49ers from your time as the head coach in Edmonton, Calgary and Montreal. What player thought most like a coach? Did somebody really impress you like where you thought, oh, man, this guy's thinking like we think, thinking ahead, preparing, all that kind of stuff?
0: Oh, wow. Oh, okay, it, it's it's easy because most coaches will tell you the same thing. Usually your quarterback and usually your middle linebacker. And so, you know what, it, it's easy to say, you know, um, Ricky Ray, if he chose to be a coach would probably be a really good coach i think jason moss has the ability to be a fantastic coach but i'd also take on defense i take aj Gass. and you know what they, they all happen to be going into and i've had some in calgary that i thought you know what um if they ever decided to be a, a coach they'd be very good at it and um, greg knox was a defensive back who played uh, for me in in calgary uh, richie hall uh, who Edmonton Eskimos would know very well. It's hard to say the Edmonton football club. So when we coached, it was the Eskimos. Uh, you knew that he had the temperament to be a fantastic coach, and I'm glad that he's having Richie Hall's having success. Uh, Greg Knox was a head coach at the, in U sports. He also was a defensive coordinator with the University of Alberta Golden Bears, and now he's with the uh, Ottawa franchise. And... Um, you just know, you know what? It's just one of those things that you think, but you have to have a certain mentality and, and mindset because it's, uh, you don't, you're not in control anymore. When you're coach, the people who are making decision about you are other people, and it's, um, A lot of times, most people, the NFL, they say it's uh, the NFL stands for never for long. That's the coaches. (laughs) There are always those exceptions. CFL, you know, even youth sports um, at some point in time, they're going to let coaches go. Heck, they even let the directors of officiating go. And um, it's just part of the part of the sport not to feel sorry for yourselves. And um, when the coaches in the NFL get fired or even coordinators you don't feel bad for them because they don't ever have to work another day in their life because they've been making over a million dollars per year Um, but a CFL coach is one that is still going to work when he when he finishes up whatever his time is being on the field coaching.
1: Tom, absolutely love having you on. Thanks for your insight and thanks for taking us down to the sidelines and uh, and inside the headset. And I know a, a weird year for the uh, for the Golden Bears football team, but it sounds like uh, you guys still got a lot of effective work done. Thanks so much for checking in, Tom. We'll talk to you soon.
0: My pleasure. You have a
1: great evening. That is Tom Higgins on the line tonight. Wow, that was really good. Started talking about the Jets giving up that late touchdown and the conversation evolved into a bunch of different uh, coaching situations and scenarios really like that tom now of course U of A golden bears defensive coordinator back to uh we'll try to check in with morley quickly leading into the coaches show when we get back morley scott the supporter of the 11 and 1 pittsburgh steelers is up next with the double e football team coaches show what's coming up with milanovic buddy uh, we are going to talk about uh, the moratorium being lifted today. Uh, the CFL football operations, Reed, open for business. They can sign players, they can cut players, they can make trades. Unfortunately, not a lot happened today in the first day. Uh, I think uh, negotiations will, uh, will probably take a little bit longer than we all think with some of these free agents that the Double uh, the E and other teams have in the CFL. Morley, looking forward to it. Have a good show. Thanks, Reed. Double E football team coaches show. Morley Scott, Scott Milanovic coming up late in the first half. Bills up 14-7 on the Niners. And as I alluded to, Washington knocks off Pittsburgh 23-17. Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio operator. Talk to you tomorrow at 6.
0: 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.